The more okay? we get together, 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 the more we get together, the happier we'll be. Cause your friends are my friends, and my friends are your friends. The more we get together, the happier we'll be. I couldn't fit in a third harmony there. Alright, so we're eating. Sorry about that. That's okay. People like that in podcasts. You think? I think. I know. So our topic today is introducing people to people. Yeah. Being the mediator. Right. That's why I sang that song. Can you explain to me the relation between that song? Okay. So, um, since I have lived in New York, I've thrown many a party where I invite people that I know because of another person and that other person doesn't come. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, it's really fun to just get a mishmash of people in a room and make them all talk and eat and drink. That sounds fun. So, that song always comes in my head. I don't sing it at the party because I'm not a total dork alert. I'm the hostess with the mostess, but... It's actually, yeah, very fun, and um, <clears throat> that song is true, is my thesis for this podcast. In this More essay, I will. <laughs> hmm. I would say that that probably works better in New York than it would in Cary. Why is that? Just because people that live in New York are probably better at... No, Arthur, she said, why is that? No, I did not. <laughs> You think what I said is wise? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep going. (laughs) Okay. People in New York um, are just ready to be spoken to by someone on the street. I think they're just a little more socially um, prepared. Mm. I I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's true that people who live in New York are less scared of people. Like, if you went to high school in New York, you are a warrior. And if you went to high school at Cary High, you might be a little a little squeamish and yeah, shy. That's the thing. You might squeam <laughs> at the sight of people. <laughs> I think by warrior, you, it might mean a little more... I don't want to say socially mature, because... You know, you have your people that are, that, um, how did you phrase it so the other day when you are talking about people with their earbuds in? What did you call them? Oh, people who wear earbuds all the time, you can't say that that's them being rude because you don't know if they might have an anxiety disorder or be on the spectrum or something and that their earbuds make them feel safe. Right. Other than those people. What about people you know? Yeah, they're jerks. (laughs) If you're friends and your friends keep your earbuds in and they don't have a reason, yeah, they're assholes. (laughs) Hmm. I've never heard that theory about earbuds. Yeah, what do you think about that, Jack? Because I said... um... Well, Sophie, as somebody who works in customer service, you don't mind if people come into the coffee shop and keep their earbuds in when they're ordering? No, I do. That's why it was brought up to me. And if they're talking on the phone, then I am very angry. But, like, initially that would be a pet peeve of mine. I brought it up to somebody and they were like, oh, well, I recently learned that a lot of times if somebody is, like, high-functioning on the autism spectrum or if they have really bad social anxiety, having just a little bit of something to, like, dampen their senses while they're in public can really make the difference between being, like, comfortable and, like, over-the-line having a panic attack. And I'm not an expert on that, but that made sense to me because sometimes when I'm walking alone or like on the train and there's a lot of stimulation, it does make a huge difference for me, not even to listen to music, but just to put the earbuds in. So I have that like shield a little bit. Area. Yeah. Mm. I recently thought it might be really nice to like 
keep earplugs in all the time. Earplugs? Yeah. But you can't do that discreetly, and then I think every time you take them out, it would just be overwhelming. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, why? I don't know. I love having earplugs in. (laughs) On the airplane, like, if I'm working on a project and I'm using power tools, like, all the time in between that the tool is on, it's just so much nicer. Yeah, exactly. Those. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just making sure we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Stick a toothpick in my ear. Mm Mm-hmm. And say ding-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> yeah, shake it around. Um, they do have earbuds. Um, Hear one. There are selective noise-canceling earbuds that um, have... Only hear, only hear what you're facing. Um, if you want, but... So you can turn out certain sounds... Uh, for example, if if you're riding the subway, you can turn down the the volume of the subway because they know which frequencies oh, are going cool. to go through the mic and become the subway. Yeah, which is freaking awesome. And yeah, there's like a like a focal <coughs> setting so that you can only hear if if you're in a room with a bunch of people and you're talking to one person, you can turn it down. It's like you only hear the person talking right in front of you. It's pretty dope. It is pretty dope. But that doesn't have have anything to do with introducing people to people. Yeah, I can't remember how we got to this. So I guess what I was saying when I said New York people are more socially prepared, maybe I was just thinking of your friend, Sophie. Like, you you doing that seems like... Much... Oh, yeah, well, because I hang out with artists and right. customer service workers. Uh, I don't... <clears throat> you think customer service workers are, like... I know a lot of customer service workers that have a really hard time socially. And it's not the best job. For yeah, them. what are they doing? Are they okay? I mean, but also you can be like, I would consider myself to be a fairly valuable customer service worker, but. That's I'm, just the I, layer and superiority complex talking. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> like I can speak up and work well and interact well with customers, but I'm not always uh, as willing in just a friendly social situation. Hmm. Well, I think that's true of everybody. Like, it's a case, it's like a, sometimes you're in the mood and sometimes you're not. That's just, yeah. situation that's how it. all of life is. Yeah, good point. But sometimes so, you have to be able to put it on even when, when you're not in the mood, if that's your job. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I can do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this was because I was notice it. I was I was noticing that, like whenever I bring, um, like anybody, like in this particular case, it was a sibling, but it could be anybody, like any friend of mine that would come from North Carolina to introduce them to the life that I've started here and the friends that I've made here is always such a mind fuck for me. Like I never know how to, it's always a super um, interesting position to be in where like two completely different parts of your life are colliding. Is that because you're a different person with your North Carolina friends than the person that you have become as you've grown in Montreal? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think you are either. The only, um, I mean, am I different with them than I was? I mean, I'm, I'm different in the sense that like I'm continuing to change as I grow and mature and like become a different person, but not different. Like, Oh, with these friends, I'm going to act this way. And with these friends, I'm going to act this way. In fact, I think that the only friends that I've truly kept from North Carolina are the ones that I feel most comfortable with and the friends that I have here are friends that I feel very comfortable with and so I feel I feel I act pretty similar with both of them okay so you felt this way when me and Sophie came to visit when Sophie and I came to visit right yeah it's always weird but then but it's also like a a, like a an anxiety of like oh crap I hope that 
both of them are interested and happy to meet the other. And am I am I a good am I am I doing my job of making sure that both parties feel comfortable meeting the other one since I'm the one in the middle here? And maybe that's just I mean I shouldn't be worried and I hate that I like I don't like to be responsible for that like it, and when I'm brought into a new social situation I would rather them the person who brought me there just be like all right here you go like run off and meet some friends <laughs> yeah no I think you're a much more considerate person than I am because like that would not even occur to me like the pressure of them liking each other either they will or they won't like nobody gets hurt if I come away from introducing you to somebody and you're like I didn't love that person like okay it's not my fault <laughs> that's probably happened before yeah <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time I have a wide spectrum of friends mm-hmm yeah, and I've had friends that have, like, been angry with me for not introducing them in a social setting. And I was always like, what the fuck? This is, that's, like, a little ridiculous. Because they were standing right there and they couldn't introduce themselves? Right. Yeah. It's really always your responsibility to to meet somebody. I like think that meet. depends. I mean... I think if I'm in a room full of adults with person my age that knows all of the adults I shouldn't have to like overstep that boundary of introducing yourself I think if you're younger off more often than not the adult is going to introduce themselves to you before your friend even has the chance to introduce you just because I think as I think humans are are feel more comfortable in front of people who are younger than them always yeah, that is kind of a condition. Why did you, why did you default to the situation of being in a room with a bunch of adults? Well, um, I'm just thinking of a specific time that. How I, often does this happen? <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm an adult. All my friends are adults, so I'm in a room full of adults every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You what are I in mean, your mid twenties. <laughs> what I mean to say is. Well, I'm just thinking of one particular time, really. I feel like this has happened, like, in room in rooms where, like, I'm meeting employers or, like, I'm meeting, like, like if I'm with a cast and we're meeting, like, producers or something where, like, ev- they're, it's just a wide gesture of, like, this is everybody because you don't want to go around shaking hands. But that's not really enough for you to be like, oh, now I have a first-name relationship with this person that is essentially paying me for however long I'm here so that always feels like not enough mm. on the part of the director or the manager whoever, or whoever does that but the time that I was thinking of is um when I went home with Brady probably the second time I was ever in Shelby and we went to his dad's middle school because we were just passing through and his dad wasn't going to be home and uh, the coaches were there like the coaches that his dad works with and it was just kind of like you guys know Brady that's Brady's girlfriend there was no like and her name is and we're shaking hands kind of that's and why then, that girl's there yeah and then I was just completely ignored for like a half hour of conversation where I was just like politely smiling and laughing I can't imagine you letting that happen well they were all like middle aged men so it's not your type <laughs> no but just like there was no initial like and this is this person's name and this is how we know this person right i was just like blanketed over and then afterwards i was like were all those people terrible sexists probably right i don't know Hmm. there was (laughs) are there like putting two and two together uh shelby sports middle-aged men uh yeah probably sexist maybe there was sexist <laughs> yeah. but also there was just no bridge like I feel like that's a time when there was a responsibility for like Brady or his dad to build that bridge for me but it just didn't happen hmm. yeah I feel yeah. like that, that happens to me too but I don't think that's always done on purpose I oh it wasn't it's... done on purpose at all it was just a matter of efficiency and like yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only here for a minute. We're here to see your dad. So why are all these men even here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
please go clean up those pool noodles that you were using for capture the flag or whatever the heck. Like, so, so I guess what I was getting at earlier is that I don't think that in that situation it's necessarily fair to be angry with whoever put you in that situation for not building the bridge for you. Oh, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think that I don't think it's done on purpose. I think often it's it's just like really really hard to stay like to keep up with the moment and uh realize how everyone's feeling in a in a situation where there's like more than 3 or 4 brains conversating. Like it's it would like if you said you were only there for a minute like it's hard for Brady, especially if he's engaged in a conversation, or his dad, if they're engaged in the conversation too, to stop thinking about what they're talking about yeah. and then and realize, tell the future of how long we're going to be here. That, but also like realize that you might be like wanting for them to help you introduce yourself, or also even if you had been introduced to those guys. Would you have had something to say to add to their conversation? Or? No, I probably would have just seen that as an end to make the occasional joke that they wouldn't have laughed at. Right, that's what I would which imagine. Which would have been useless for everyone. Hmm. But in you an ideal be, world. You should have been wearing Kyle Mooney's sports jacket. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, and Brady's girlfriend, what, what sport do you play? <laughs> Sports. <laughs> I scored some points last night. <laughs> you guys should have been there. <laughs> uh, Jack was just rubbing his his sleeve. Dear listener, <laughs> gesturing at the text on his sleeve, we can only imagine. Yesterday, Emma and I were talking about getting tattoos of Chinese characters, and we were saying it would be less culturally appropriate to just write out the sounds in English letters than to get the characters. So if you want to get a tattoo in Chinese, you just have to spell it in English. That will be I less... Mean, yeah. It would be way easier for other... Like, I, I can never read the Chinese characters that people have tattooed on them. You can't? <laughs> Everybody in the early 2000s could read Mandarin. I don't know what happened to the American public school system. Different generation. Man, dude, I feel bad. Mandarin, be, dude. <laughs> that would be fucking funny if people started doing that. <laughs> I, I almost want to do that. Hmm. You already have a lot of explaining to do, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have just gibberish. <laughs> like, graphic gibberish. <laughs> I can only do that if, if the words, if the letters that, that uh, combine to make this gibberish we're in a cool design. No, I just want to write it in a straight line up my arm. What would it what yeah. would it be, Sophie? That's weird. Well show well nishini. What does that mean? It's my Chinese tattoo. That's all that matters. Yeah, I think that is what that means. <laughs> How do you spell that? In English. W O space S H I down accent. W O Oh wait. This is a real way to spell it? Yes. I thought you were just going to make it up. Like, no, to I took a semester of Mandarin. This is how oh, we yeah, would yeah, read yeah, it yeah, off yeah. the page. So there actually is an English spelling of... Yeah. Oh. For English students. Okay. But it's not used. Well, yeah, that's the only... It's used in English classes. Reason you would it's not use used it. in China. <clears throat> China! I gotta so have my China! <laughs> Sophie, uh, or Arthur, what... Do you have a difficult time introducing your friends to your roommates, just since they're so weird? Um, yes. Like, since Sophie got there, what's the relationship been, been like between Sophie and your roommates? <laughs> yeah. Wow, it took me a little while to put that together. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, it's, it's awkward. Yeah, Arthur's roommate, Arthur's roommate teaches yoga. So last night I went to her class, and uh, what's the last pose we do where we're laying on the ground? Savasana. Shavasana. Yeah. During Shavasana, she Shavasana. gave me a foot massage. Mm. Wow, yeah. dude, Arthur, your roommate's fucking... She's like... pretty forward. But 
It was a good foot I, massage, right? Yeah, it was a great foot massage. Are they, when you have your friends over <laughs> and like one of your roommates comes in and says something and after they leave, are you always like, oh, my fucking roommates? <laughs> yeah, especially when they kiss my friends can't, goodnight. Can't wait till the fucking lease is up. <laughs> especially when yeah. they kiss each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah, they can't follow that. They can't follow that one roommate rule, dude. <laughs> you don't freaking date your roommates. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've only been together since they both. They they moved in and they met each other. Oh okay okay okay. Yeah. And they've been married. They really do love each other though. Like it's. I think it's gonna last. It might. <laughs> If it doesn't, it sucks for Arthur. <laughs> then they gotta find a if new they freaking break up, roommate. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I have to wake up and go spend the days somewhere else. Yeah. Arthur's really close with his roommates. If one of them moved out, <laughs> he would have to split his time. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will say, though, that um, one of the roommates still mows the lawn, and Arthur doesn't. Cool. We've all got stuff to do, okay? <laughs> Arthur lets his 55-year-old roommate mow the lawn. Wait, 55-year-old roommate? How old is she? The little one is Yeah, the little one. Is mowing the lawn? <laughs> <laughs> She's, too She's young for 55 that. and she weighs 90 pounds. Can she push that mower? <laughs> <laughs> I can barely push it. Um, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure there's no the there's no um, like help <clears throat> the 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 lawnmower doesn't it doesn't oh no there definitely isn't because no, I was dragging it back and forth even though I know that's wrong I was kind of doing it like a vacuum cleaner <laughs> what the dragging it back and forth <laughs> that's the only way you could do it in those little spaces between the trees what like moving it horizontally yeah oh my god. <laughs> Clearly, you were never the lawnmower when you were kids. <laughs> I really wasn't. And then Arthur came out there, and he was, like, going to show me how to put the oil in the tank. And I was like, I don't need to know how to do that, because I'm never going to do it again in my life. <laughs> put oil in the tank. Not oil. Just gas. gas. <laughs> just refill it. Uh, so he didn't say, no, Arthur, it's better if you put oil in here. <laughs> <laughs> Got any grapeseed? She tried to tell me that. But don't teach me how because I don't need to anymore. I really never will again. Put oil in here, but I don't want to know how. <laughs> but trust me. <laughs> that actually is my attitude about a lot of things. <laughs> in case you do run into the situation, it's just you're just pouring oil. No, I don't want to know. Well, you know how to do it. I know how so to change a tire. When you're 55 and you have two shitty roommates, you might be the small <laughs> one who has to mow the lawn. <laughs> I won't. I won't live in a place that has a lawn unless I can afford to buy a lawn service. Wow. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Just. Or I'll live in Arizona and I'll have desert for my lawn and you don't have to mow sand. You won't do that. You just have to trim the cacti occasionally. Would you do that? Sand. Yourself? Trim the cacti? Yeah, I'll do it. Mm. If there's three. I won't do it if there's four. Huh. If the salad's on top, I send it back. <laughs> the side salad, because it's on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Scott. Waiter, what's a soup du jour? So, Arthur. <clears throat> uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I've always had a... I can't think of one... Yeah, I've I've always had different friends um, that aren't really, that at least off the bat don't seem compatible. Like when you introduce them or knowing them in different contexts? Knowing them in different contexts. Like that's why I haven't had, uh, you know, a birthday party or... Any kind of... We throw you a birthday party. Right. With your friends. 
that were all <laughs> compatible. That was great. But oh, Arthur, uh, don't worry. <laughs> we'll provide your friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was a great service. <laughs> because then it became your guys' responsibility too. If people didn't know each other, like. You know, everybody knows. Arthur, introduce my friends to Jack's friends. <laughs> it's your party. Be a good host. Yeah, no, that's your thing. Okay, what's your name? Okay, what's your name? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, um, your roommates were gone for that one, so we didn't have to worry about them getting out early. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that would have been a whole nother... Uh, layer. Yeah, layer of introduction. They can be challenging. So here's the thing. Yeah, I haven't had a a birthday party. I didn't have a graduation party because I just wouldn't have known how to... Yeah, I would feel that... Um, you didn't have a graduation party? Nope. Oh, wow. Um, I would have felt that, that pressure that you were talking about, Jack, of having to be the mediator and make sure everybody gets along and... That's interesting Knows each other well enough to be entertained. I think that's part of you being so popular, is that you have these friends in all these different circles. Right. And everybody... It's kind of like being famous, where everybody feels like they know you. And you're probably a little bit different in every responsibility. Right. Like, I'm a different person to... To these different people. Yeah. Um, so then you get them all in a room, and you'd, like... So having to be this universal Arthur is uh, is different. Maybe I think maybe a cool experiment would be to invite a bunch of friends to a party and not show up. Yeah, and then just see how it goes from the outside, and then the job's done. Right. And you, from then forward, you can yeah. invite all those friends to the same function, and they've all met each other, and you didn't have anything to do with it that's Wait, brilliant or just show say? up an hour late what were you gonna say um i was gonna say i think that's a side effect of high school high school most people in high school have parties and go to parties yeah you went but to parties i didn't i mean yes you freaking uh... did okay i went to parties but i didn't have parties because i didn't have one friend group where everybody knew each other and got along. We had parties. If I was to have, a, we had we had parties, but they were never really just with people from high school. No way. Yeah. Like it was, it was having a partner host. You, I think, was a big help. Hmm. Um, I will say. Yeah, when you live with roommates and you throw a party and all the roommates invite their friends and you invite your friends, you like you feel a lot better about inviting yeah. two yeah. different sets of your friends because your roommate is inviting a whole different set of friends and like like it's inevitably going to be So a, like nobody's going to be the odd one out because right. yeah, that is interesting. Mhm. So that's more yeah. how it felt. Like the crazier you make it, the crazier it's supposed to be the easier it is to invite random people. Yeah. One of the best ex- experiences I ever had was when Mary was like, just come come to the farm for New Year's. And then I was with Ryan, and I was like, oh, shit. Well, now I have to tell Ryan, like, hey, Ryan, these, these people are really cool. I don't really know them either, but how about we just both go because I know one of them really, really well. And then when we got there, like, he knew two of those people from his high school, and I ended up knowing two of them from middle school, and I knew a bunch of people who were already there, and, like, of course, when you throw alcohol in the mix. Anyway, yeah, I was like, about to say. Every once in a while, you hit one of those situations that's just freaking awesome, and you hit it off with everybody. Yeah. And there happens to be one or two people that you may have had a connection with in another situation. And, but, let's let's be real. That's a lot easier in Cary and Raleigh than New York or Montreal. Well, you just made me think like. Well, you grew up here too. Yeah, like, being the true. person on the other side of that, that the, as a host, like, you... I don't worry about this much, but both of you worry as a host that somebody's going to feel singled out and not have a nice time. So just don't have the party at all, kind of, like, for that one person. But um, a lot of times in the city, I 
get invited to somebody's birthday party and it's a birthday party of work friends and I'm a school friend and I'm like I'm not gonna know anybody there maybe I should bring a date so I like have one person um but then if it's a night what when I know I'm gonna be exhausted and I don't want to have to be responsible for my date Mm. (laughs) at this party or like Mm. responsible for them getting home then I'll just go by myself and usually I end up having more fun when I don't bring somebody to distract me because then whoever invited me is busy with their friends and I kind of like pair off with somebody who's in a similar situation to me and then I get to know that person so much better. It definitely takes a pretty special friend to take to a party that can just go off and and deal with them deal with themselves themselves the whole time. (laughs) That's so sweet thank you for saying that about me but um I wasn't trying to Okay, keep going. <laughs> I just mean, that's a situation that you don't want to put somebody in as a host, but I'm a person that puts myself in that situation more to, not to protect myself from the social anxiety of being alone at a party where I don't know anybody, but to protect myself from being the only person that knows another person that doesn't know anybody and having to take responsibility for that person. Like, I'd mm. rather feel awkward for the whole party than spend the whole party worrying about somebody else feeling awkward. Yeah. <clears throat> You're just only responsible for yourself. It's every man for himself. You're born alone and you die alone. That's Arthur's take. <laughs> I mean, you know. Be whoever you want to be with whoever you want to be. Doesn't matter once you're dead. Might as well be dead already. As Ro- as Charles Ross says, you like just yeah, be who you want to be, do exactly what you want to do, follow your passion, like live out your dreams until you're 18, and then get real, go to college, and <laughs> and uh, get a real job. That's pretty funny. That's good. Let me think. Um, <clears throat> yesterday, live out your passion. <laughs> so you know, I'm staying here for a couple of days. so yesterday i plugged in my phone on the kitchen counter and arthur's roommate just unplugged it didn't check what it was at it was at like 30 (laughs) percent she unplugged it and plugged her phone in and then i had left it plugged in until i was leaving or i thought it was plugged in (laughs) and then i went to get it and i was like oh uh arthur's roommate you just unplugged my phone and she was like oh yeah sorry i didn't even see it i was like dude (laughs) you unplugged it to plug your phone in she was like that's okay. I have another charger. You you can use my car charger. I was like, that's okay. I'll just let it die. And she thought I was serious. That is, it is kind of funny that like, <laughs> I can kind of see your roommate Arthur like walking up to the wire, picking up the phone, being like, oh wait, what? <laughs> There's already a phone on this wire. <laughs> and then like kind of hesitantly like putting her hand up to the wire and unplugging it, and then being like, oh, okay, okay, putting the phone down and plugging hers in. <laughs> <laughs> like foreign situation. What the heck is happening? <laughs> it's nice how you never have to learn their names. Are yeah. these roommate? <laughs> hey, Rumi. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's nice though. Um. <clears throat> yeah, that was funny. Cause her excuse was just, "You're leaving. You're about to leave." <laughs> <laughs> a few minutes isn't gonna make a difference. Jeez, hope I don't get stranded. Uh, just give up hope. Your phone's gonna die. I'll just let it die. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other situations where I've been on the introducing side well, of things. Okay, so you don't throw parties because you're afraid of somebody feeling left out. Do you ever feel left out at a party? No. I'm not talking Arthur. to you. I'm talking about Arthur. Well, don't. <laughs> He's just trying Arthur. to answer for me, Zoe. <laughs> Arthur, talk about you for me, okay? <laughs> okay. I'll let you off the hook this one time, Jack. Um, <clears throat> let's see. When's the last time I went to a party? <laughs> Did you go to parties in Europe? <laughs> 
actually. Uh, I feel like you go to parties all the time, Arthur. Like, half the time that you have a party to go to, you have two others that you have to make appearances at before you show up at the one you want the most. <laughs> that was high like school. Every time I get you on the phone, you're like, oh, I'm so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I drank three parties worth last night. <laughs> too many drop-ins. Um, I mean, But you kind of like that, too, don't you? Dropping in at parties? Like, you drop in to parties, or I feel like you've explained to me in the past that you're just going to drop in because you don't really know everybody and you're not sure how you're going to feel, but you said you would go and you want to support the person who's hosting it. And the food? <laughs> Arthur the calls food. the host and he's like, I'm dropping in. Have everybody line up for the high five. <laughs> <laughs> I run down the front hallway. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, listen, I really don't have time to get out of the car this time. Can you all come out to the sidewalk? <laughs> Stand on the curb. I'll high five you while I drive by. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll. And then he zooms away, and they're like, "Wow, that was Arthur." <laughs> and then they all go home because party's over. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, actually, by the by senior year, doing that was awkward. Doing that was awkward because you weren't as charismatic anymore. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't like to think that I'm getting less charismatic as I grow older. You peaked, buddy. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're saying? Um, well, I did peak in, no, 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 no. Uh, you, you peaked into what? I just grew, <laughs> I grew apart from, um, you know, I just stopped making as much of an effort to to get along with everybody like i started leaving it up to them leaving mm. it up to other people to to engage and i really saw a difference like at swim team parties that's that's the the one that immediately comes to mind and it was just they were just kind of boring like all the conversations would just be small talk small talk small talk nothing really was entertaining. Yeah, just because you know, I have, I have all these um, distant friends that I know well enough to, hey, say hey to in the hallway. How's your cousin? Yeah. Well, no, I don't even. I don't know their cousins. But not probably because they feel awkward introducing you to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Circles back. But, you know, they're, they're not the kind of people that I'm going to go out, out of my way to hang out with alone or even in a group. Like, they're only the kind of people that I could chat with if I was standing next to them. Right. Um, oh, this guy standing next to me. Time to chat. Yeah, exactly. Well, now that, I mean, that it's this is kind of making me think about when we had the Airbnb... During yeah. the, was that during the summer I thought or about over that. Christmas? That was over Christmas. Was it? And um, oh yeah, Sophie that was a good party. Well, we, we had were, another we were, one. Yeah. Oh, what we had party. another one where uh, like, the party we, split in freaking two, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but like an amoeba. One of those two groups was only two people. And the other was four or five. Oh, was, a little roommate situation. Yeah. It was interesting. But I think, yeah. Well, that we were intoxicated, so I wasn't. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. I don't know. I just Everybody. gave a lot less of a shit because of that. I, I mean, have... both both halves seemed happy. Yeah, that's true. Happy in their own little happy networks. I mean, in a way. We threw two successful parties in one night in the same spot. <laughs> Damn, I didn't think of it like that. Money-saving idea. Sounds like a success to me. Huh. <laughs> it's like having a joint wedding. Yeah. It'd be fun to be what? like party crashers that go to parties and try to split it up into as many parties as possible. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, socially or like with ropes? <laughs> 
both. You need you need to rope people off for them to with candles. You, sh- you show up with sta- like with stanchions and chains. No, 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 no. You yeah. stay on this side. <laughs> but my roommate's over there. <laughs> Maybe hire a few different catering companies. Mm-hmm. One for each section. <laughs> my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so that that was a situation in which that fear of introducing two different friend groups came true. And came tr- the fear came true in that what? Like Does that not make sense? Like <clears throat> it happened. Oh, you it mean the happen. fear came true and nothing bad happened? No, no, the fear no. came true. The shit split up. And and I was fearful. And you were scared? Yeah. Well, no, because I was drunk. Oh, but what are they talking about over there? But it was awkward. It was like you know, it was what I expected. It wasn't awkward. It wasn't awkward, but I was. I would have been right in assuming that these people were not compatible, right? Right. Yeah. Well, did you guys have any bonding activities to break the ice? <sighs> no, yeah. I would have. Did we? We played, we played like a version of Apples to Apples with our own rules, I think. Oh, no, no, no. It was Apples to Apples Jr. Yeah. That was fun. You're right. You're right. That was a good bonding activity. And we pulled dance some. Well, I did. Yes. And you did. That was a, that's a really good icebreaker. Asking <laughs> someone to pull dance? No, just... If your Airbnb has a, a, a pole bar, <laughs> if your Airbnb has a dancing pole, you're in for. Hey, is she a single? Great... I think I'm gonna go over there and ask her to pole dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, that that breaks the ice because some people are made uncomfortable, and. And that's br- best. Right. Well, when you kind of force it along. Force the um, discomfort. Yeah. Well, it's true that if you feel vulnerable, if you feel like going through an uncomfortable experience with somebody does help the bond. Yeah. That's it. Hmm. I never thought about that. What we should have done force is that in a party uh, setting. Huh? I guess you could force that in a party setting. Yeah. Like what we should have done is that, is had a like a pole dancing contest or something to really make people come out of their shells well just having like when you do that that gives everybody something to talk about because after apples to apples is over you can be like oh i loved when you played swing set mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey are you the guy that played that swing set card yeah that was me ta-da ice broken you don't have to be like hey are you the guy that walked in after me 907 <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm the 907 guy <laughs> but it's just like well I mean usually I just I'm like I like your shoes where'd you buy your shoes how much did you pay for those shoes is that a real leather exterior or a man made shell how much did you pay for those shoes I've never asked anybody that <laughs> especially not at a party <laughs> so we, that's, we're, we're doing the how to not act at a party in the next <laughs> podcast <laughs> Oh, I got a lot of examples for that. (laughs) I don't know. And I told Sophie, too, I think that it's easier to introduce your younger friends, or in this case, younger siblings, to your friends than it is for your younger siblings to introduce their older siblings to your friends. Because I'm a judgmental bitch. No, just because... Oh, thank you. (laughs) I mean, yes, but... (laughs) Well, like, it's easier for me to bring Arthur to one of my social settings than it is for Arthur to bring me to one of his. Just like it is easier for you to to bring me into a social situation than it is for me to bring you into mine. Yeah, but why is that? Because we said before that when you're in a room with people that are older than you, then it seems natural for them to be, to initiate the conversation, right? Is that what you guys said earlier? Well, also, we have the added layer of you both looking older than me. So when I bring you to a party, everybody's like, 
Is that your dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your roommate? <laughs> <laughs> no. <that> your dad. <laughs> and that makes things fucking weird, dude. One time we had a party at 926 and somebody did bring their dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who brought their dad? I, I can't name names. I've been naming names this whole podcast. How old was their dad, though? Like, 50s, dude. They brought their dad because their brother needed some extra supervision. That's weird. Yeah. It is weird. Um. But. What was I going to say? Stronger in numbers. What, about deep. being older or younger? Yeah, exactly. So, Jack, do you think that it was it was weirder for you to... I mean, it didn't happen often, but when you would attend one of my friend gatherings that would be weirder than me attending one of Mm. yours no I think it's well yeah maybe you're right it might be easier for us because we're closer in age and almost the same person well I mean I don't even think that's an age thing it's just more fun to be the youngest person at a party than it is to be the oldest person at a party because oh show it's more interesting oh I mean it's not that's why I'm saying it's not an age thing. Like, if I went to a party full of performers, I would want them to be people who are more, more advanced than I am instead of people who are less advanced than I am because there's something to learn from a room full of people that have outgrown you, kind of. That's why yeah. it was so cool for you guys to BYO friends to my birthday party and me to be none, bring none. Did you learn a lot from that? Poutine making. Oh my gosh. Drinking around the table night. That was. You made poutine? Yeah, and I drove Will Appleyard all around Cary trying to find the five guys. That was nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> Will You didn't drive once? <laughs> nope. Um, what a good guy. Yeah, well, that was just, you know. Yeah, it's, it's more fun to be at a party with much people that are older than you because then you're the special one. Hmm. Yeah. It was my birthday, guys. I was <laughs> yeah, that's why one. you were the special one, not because you were the youngest. Well. This is interesting. I don't know why. Like, I'm sure there are parties of younger people that I would enjoy being at, but <clears throat> talking about this is reminding me of how I, a couple weeks ago, filmed a scene in a, in a class at SVA. Um, so I was there working, and the student that I was working with was probably 18, and her scene was about a vampire biting a kid at a party. So she asked all of her film school classmates to, like, be extras in this party scene, and three of us were actors my age, like, 24 and 25. Um, so initially we were, like, grouped off, and she was like, okay, so as we set up the scene, like, um, redheaded actress, can you sit here and... Um, Matthew, can you be over there? And Becca, can you be over there? And uh, she, like, set up all of her classmates around with red solo cups, and the studio looks like somebody's dining room. And the scene was that, like, the vampire was going to follow a girl through the party out of the dining room, and then there's a scene that happened there, and then the end of the film was him coming back through the dining room, and that's where my scene was of me stopping him and being like, where's my friend? What happened to my friend? So basically, to set up this scene, I'm sitting at the table. She has one of her 18-year-old classmates sitting next to me at the table. We're both pretending to drink out of these solo cups. Everybody is around while they're setting up the shot, and so it looks like a party in somebody's dining room with a whole bunch of 18-year-old kids drinking out of solo cups. And I was like, this is so trippy (laughs) because I am supposed to be an 18-year-old at this party right now, but all of you are actually 18. All of you are holding solo cups. They put the lights down so it feels like we're at somebody's parents' house. And this kid who was an 18-year-old film student, somebody's classmate, is like, you want to see me do some magic while they set up the scene? He's like crumpling up the napkin. No, he was not an actor. Just doing, he was like, I'm an amateur magician. And I was like, oh my God. So you were at a real 18 year old party. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I've gone back in time six years and it's not better. I mean, let's be real here. That's pretty impressive on the director's part. (laughs) 
Oh my god, I just could not believe the words, I'm an amateur magician, came out of this kid's mouth, and then he really took three solo cups and tried to hide the napkin ball from me, and was like, guess which one? And I guess you know? Yes! Oh. <laughs> At least he's honest. It was mm. pretty amazing. He's on his way. But yeah, that's not a party I want to go to. I've already been. <laughs> I can, I can honestly say I have never been to a party where somebody said to me, "Hey, I'm an amateur magician. <laughs> Let me get that empty solo cup." Then there was like pretend beer pong going on. It really tripped me out. But there was no real alcohol because they were all no, drinking. and we were at a school. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Man. <laughs> All right, okay. so conclusion, don't give a shit. Is that always your conclusion? Shit, Is that the conclusion work. last week, too? What were we talking no, about? No, we talked about public transportation last week. <laughs> yeah, last week. <laughs> Let's come to a conclusion here about public transportation. <laughs> Just don't give a shit. <laughs> That is the opposite of the rule about public transportation. Just walk. <laughs> Be very <laughs> considerate of others. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think yeah. In this case, maybe we should just. I should stop. I should just be like, it is what it is. I like Arthur's conclusion of every man for himself. Yeah, like. Especially in a party setting. Maybe I should just start putting that in my invitations to social (laughs) gatherings. You're invited. Parentheses. Every man for himself. In the Facebook description for the event, it'll just, just, big disclaimer. Well, guys, um, my friend Katie is throwing me a party on Sunday, so I'll follow up because none of those people really know each other. Okay, sounds good. Probably four of them know each other and everybody else is from random parts of my life. How do you think it's going to go? I think it's going to go great. Good. Probably. All right, Arthur, sorry to your roommates. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. Did you already spill on the shirt that you bought yesterday? No, did I? You bought that yesterday? That's, that's Isn't it nice? I would never have noticed that stain, Toby. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I got it, it in look, Plato's. Is Short it the cost? No, it's uh, Ralph Lauren. What? No, it's not. Polo RL. It's Ralph Lauren. Oh. <laughs>